0: Hi uh, there, it's February 7th, 2024. I'm Gian Gomeshi. Salam Dostanazi. I Hope you're doing well. Wherever you are tuning in from around the world, welcome to episode 309 of Rook. And welcome to Rook, live in Aurora, Ontario, Canada! We're gathered here to give you all a Persian show Even if we're somewhere rural in Ontario A room of immigrants who are entirely Iruni But call all the Canadian people who live here Khadiji You can sing this part with me Bye, bye 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 we wanted to do something that was fresh and new a show full of excitement and less hanging too. so consider this your perfect little matrimone where you'll all end up complaining because you're eatingy <laughs> bye bye bye, bye. do it harmony. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye bye. Line up the BMWs in the parking lot. <laughs> Prepare the tarof just the way that we were taught. We told you qabel nadore the tickets are for free. <laughs> but then we actually charged you because we're iruni. <laughs> Bye bye
1: bye bye
0: bye. I did my best to look so good for this big event. Bossharvora in In-in-chi-po-shi-di. Bye 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 bye. I'm sorry about that. I don't even have to go to the joke. You guys are already like, ah. I did my best to look good for this big event. To present myself for you like I'm a proper gent <laughs> I clean myself, I clean my saddle saduricht, as you can see. I shaved two hours ago, but I'm irony <laughs> Bye, bye, bye. bye. You know that we've got a problem with unity. There's not very much upon which we can all agree. We fight about Massey, Hamid, and Reza Pahlavi, But we know they'd all be better than that bastard, (laughs) Hamidie. Bye, 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 bye,
2: bye.
0: We hope you all enjoy this very special. We hope you enjoy this special night and always swoon. Like a feast of khubideh and Choresh Bodem Ju. You have to do the rhyme. <laughs> uh, it's a rhyme, Badem-Jew, uh. or something. <clears throat> We've got Shiva, Reza, Benavshir, Bobak, and Mozi, or <laughs> and far too much cologne and perfume because we're Eternity. Everybody,
1: bye, bye. My, my,
0: my. One last time, come on, sing it out! Bye, 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 bye. All right, it's really good to have you here. This is Rook, episode 309. Let's get started. Rook, live in Aurora, Ontario. Aurora, hello! Hello. (laughs) It's a great vibe here. And for those of you listening anywhere around the world, we hope we can transmit this energy to you over the next 90 minutes. Where are my first two guests? Why are they not on stage already? Come on. This is our first Rook live show in a theater ever, and I've got two familiar folks for those who listen to our (laughs) weekly podcast. (laughs)
2: Pegasus. Pegasus.
3: Uh, Sorry, sorry. That's all right. I didn't get the cue. It's our first Rook
0: Rook live show in a theater ever. I got two familiar folks for for those who listen to our weekly podcast. You'll know these guys. Uh, She is a regular Rook Roundup specialist and a producer for us at Rook and the former president of the Iranian Students Association at York University, my alma mater. Pega Ganji, smart Pega. (laughs) And he was one of the pioneers of Rook and a longtime director of the show and a familiar voice to many of you. He's an actor, he's a producer, he's a film director. He's the pride of Shiraz. Woo. He's the pride of Shiraz. Please welcome Captain Reza Cholet.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Reza, it's great to see you wearing your shades. Thanks, buddy.
3: The first one, for the listeners at home, i will bring two shades. The first one was for, you know, for my eyes, and the second one just attached to my head, as you know, Jia.
0: Yes, yeah, I think the first time... It's a reference to the first time I ever met you, Reza, which was at a a Persian event, and you had your uh, headphones on your head. Yes, just like that. That is right. Also uh, serving no purpose, like the same ones you have tonight. (laughs) Um, this is, uh, I, I'm not even sure if this many Iranians have gathered in one place this far north. Like, I'm afraid someone's going to call the authorities.
3: And, <laughs> and, and you know, It's it, too far north <laughs> of uh, Steeles right now, I think.
4: I'm waiting for my uh, interjection here, but you guys are just going at it. Hello, yeah. everyone. I'm sorry. I didn't even get to say hello. Sorry,
0: Pega. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you weren't here. You guys were supposed to be sitting. Oh, no, an... I've been
4: sitting here for like three minutes and we're just having this banter no, back at, and forth. No, at
0: the top of the show, I was looking for it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, well, it's great to have you both here. And Thank we have you. such a, an amazing lineup tonight for this show. We're, we're live here in Aurora, Ontario, Canada. Shiva Nagar is here. Banaf Shea Amazi Arfala. He actually, let me explain. Shiva, mm-hmm. who is uh, uh, a remarkable, she's a remarkable talent, great actor, uh, I think a successful model as well and uh, and uh, and someone we 've known for a long time That's right. and i i'll say this to her when she 's on stage too but but somebody who really to me is a is a, her story is so inspirational mm-hmm. like she is the person who owns that story of never giving up and really really uh, pursuing her passion even if it's not what the Persian kid is supposed to do, Even if it's and then doctor, proving everybody wrong who said don't do it or, yeah. you know, it's too hard to make it in Hollywood and ending up in major films and doing
3: great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, of course. Yeah, and give it up for Shiva. And if I may, if I may also add very quickly, actually, in fact, Jian, I think the first time you and I met and uh, which was kind of, you were telling me about this thing you're trying to do. It was right uh,
0: before I start, we started Rook. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. That's right. And I was like, what is it called? Rock? And you were like, <laughs> no, man. Do you speak Farsi? And I was like, yeah, brah. I don't speak English. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, but I remember then we were talking about like the industry and how it's changed over, over the years because I started like acting and making movies and stuff like that in early 2000s, right? and uh, and it's, it's it's changed so much because i stopped doing acting for a long time because i couldn't get the roles that i thought i like i was aspiring to and uh, but and i not that i like and i changed a swift i shift to more production and being more hands on and involved and taking this thing in my own hands whereas it's so funny i we're, remember we're,
0: we're almost out of time by the way <laughs>
3: for the whole show um, that's right you, yeah. see, you see that's what he does to me like all the time <laughs> go, go ahead but, uh, no no Wait, I wrap it will up will the story really end quickly. at some point Yes. I know the story ends where our story begins ah. because then we started talking about people we know in the industry in Canadian like film or television ah. industry and then I was like actually a friend of mine was one of the one of the few who made it out of here and she's in LA doing big films and stuff Shiva Sheva, I was doing yeah. pose yeah. for so you, 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 the, the, you and then Gian was like Shiva I know Shiva yeah
0: so you that that was awesome, and it could have been done in one sentence. Thank you, <laughs> but 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 I we have all we appreciate the story you were placing things. So Shiva, uh, so Shiva <laughs> so will be coming up. Um, Banafshe Taheriyan is another one of our guests, and Banafshe has done a remarkable thing, which she, she's taken she's modernized. I mean, Iranian poetry mm-hmm. is already you know considered great, but but sometimes difficult. Uh, to um, untangle oh, uh, nice. and certainly difficult to modernize. She's done it and done it successfully uh, with a podcast mm-hmm. and now she's starting to do that as a live show. I'm talking as if she's not sitting <laughs> in the front row in front of us. <laughs> Badaf Shea is gonna be joining us here. Um, this guy I'm so excited about. Um, uh, he is He's one of the, the big stars of Persian music. Uh, he's a singer whose pop songs are, are beloved uh, around the world but also honestly um, has a reputation as the nicest guy, mm-hmm. and every time I've met him, hung out with him, he's really the, the nicest man um, in the world. Maziar Fallah, he is here. It's such an honor to have him here. And finally, uh, and last but certainly not least, um, the, the Ostad, the, the Virtuoso, the our, our, one of our pr- the prides of the greater Toronto area, Iranian community, but obviously globally known, um, as as a composer, as an arranger, as a producer, but as a friggin' incredible uh, guitarist, Bob mean he will be performing here yeah. um, tonight as well. So we're we're very excited about that. And and it, I I kind of wanted to I sort of poked a, a, a moment of fun at it in the in the opening little <laughs> song there, but. It's so interesting to be doing this in Aurora for mm-hmm. um, so many different reasons. First of all, I, I was thinking Iranians probably like Aurora because it's the one name they can say without an Iranian. <laughs> like, they kind of say Aurora. It's not like Escarborough. Yeah, yeah. Richman no, Hill. Yeah, Torn Hill. There's, Torn Hill. there's, there's like no Like, Aurora it. just sounds like Aurora, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, it is, it is huge to be doing this show here in this theater. I mean, first of all, Rook, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. four years ago, people were saying to us, you know, you guys, I mean, how are you going to stay al- alive? Stay alive, you're never going to make a penny doing mm-hmm. Rook. And four years later, we haven't made a penny, but. Uh, <laughs> they were right. <laughs> but, but we've stayed alive. We've, we've made enough to, to pay for what we're doing and, and to keep it going. And, and, and to be able to do this uh, in all serious now, as somebody who grew up for most of my life after England in the greater Toronto area, um, to do this in Aurora is so interesting because it really is a microcosm, a, a, a fine example of the changing face of Toronto, the changing face of Canada, the changing face of the world, mm-hmm. the cross-pollination of the world, and particularly the um, the very particular migration pa- uh, patterns of Iranians mm-hmm. from Iran and Tehran and to Toronto, and then to the north of Toronto, and then to, to a place like Aurora, which used to be not that long ago very, very white. Yeah. Uh, and, and by white, we mean not Iranian. Some of you I know <laughs> like to think that, well, Mokusev, of, like well, of course. She thought it would Yeah. <laughs> um So, uh, I mean, you agree with this. This is, this I is, this absolutely is it's such agree. an interesting place because you also pretty much grew up. Uh, Here, you didn't grow up. You were born in Iran. You were there for a few years, but you grew up here. So, how do you process the changing face of Aurora?
4: Actually, the first time I heard about Aurora was from someone who was Persian. I had no idea that there was even a place called Aurora, and in fact, I didn't know about it until just a few years ago, really, because up until then, the Persians hadn't moved up this north. And so, you know, what does a little Iranian Canadian girl know? If there's no other Persians here, there was no Persian stores. There was nothing up here. The only time I think I had ever come up here was to get my driver's license. <laughs> that was the only oh. reason I well. had ever come to Aurora. And I think at that point, I was like 16. So prior to that, no clue. And of course, that was only a few years ago. So, well, um, <laughs> you, but yeah, I didn't you've know. You've opened
0: the a Pandora's box. with you. I know I have. I purposely I, I'm gonna, did this. I'm going <laughs> to, did you really? I did really. Okay, I'm going to tell you my, my Aurora story. I'll try and keep it brief. Uh, um, and by which I mean at least one-fifth of the length of what Reza just uh, was going on about. Um,
3: <laughs> Quality over quantity. Quality, yes.
0: Um, man, this place, it's also personally great to be in, here in Aurora in a, in a sold-out theater because this was the, I mean, I, have, I had pretty horrible experiences in this town. Um, uh, the, Peg is right. We, if you, especially if you were, I was growing up in Thorn Hill mm-hmm. as a teenager and the only place to get your driver's license, like the most accessible place was Aurora. And, um, and back in the day, you know, if, if you go back before the, the diverse Aurora, so now we're talking 80s and 90s Aurora, um, it, it wasn't as diverse and I came up here and failed my driver's license twice uh, in Aurora. And the first time uh, like really scarred me for life because um, I came up here, I was 16, uh, my mom's in the audience and I'm, and I'm going to tell this story and uh, it involves my mom. She doesn't and, know? I, I don't know if she knows. that She might have heard me telling it now in retrospect. For years oh I didn't tell her the story. Uh-oh. Well, sorry,
3: so, you're in for a treat.
0: So, <laughs> so I, first of all, I was like, I thought I was cool. I was like this little uh, alternative, you know, um, punky new wave, whatever, uh, 16-year-old. I was extremely skinny and, um, you know, I've said this many times, but my nose, which is quite large now, it was this size since I was about seven. So I grew into the nose. So by 16, it was still really big. And I, my body was really small. You know, People would kind of see it. And, and uh, like there's pictures where I'm not in it, but my nose is. It's like,
4: Oh, my.
0: Um, anyway, I, I had, you know, I was like this cool, I thought kid. And I wore eyeliner and, and had spiky hair and, and uh, tight black pants and pointy. Little boots, which I came to Aurora uh, with for my driver's license. And, um, you know, I remember I had an orange shirt, like my New Wave shirt, rolled up and an eyeliner. And I, first of all, I got in the car, and the guy, some older man, this, uh, you know, I just looked like an older Canadian hockey loving beer drinking guy, you know.
3: Yeah, conservative? <laughs> he, doesn't like anybody he, with. Well, I'm not saying that. But
0: with me, I. I got in the car like he looked at me yeah. and his first reaction was "Oh!" <laughs> like he just But like, we well, were off to a bad start and and my my mom and we had around the age of like 12 or 15 or something like that um my name is Jian J I A N it was so problematic when I was a kid, because it, there wasn't a Persian community, and people would see this funny name, and like teachers would be sweating when they got to my name they were just like, oh, what, what species is this you know? and, and so and so for a while we, ch- we thought, oh, let's change the spelling of the name you know to j e a n oh. which is you know Canada being a bi- bilingual country, that would be easier somehow, which was a disaster because for the most part if if Jean. there was a small percentage of people yeah. who would say Jean, Jean you know, which
3: just sounded Jean? wrong, yeah. but
0: but most people would Jean. just look at it and say Jean. Jean so I right. went from giant, GM, whatever it is that, to Jean, and so <laughs> I get in the car and the guy, the, the driver instructor guy, says, like, Oh, Jean, you know, Jean. and <laughs> and Jean. for some reason I felt the need to try and correct him. Actually, yeah. sir, it's Jean, and, and he cut me off. He said, Start the
3: car, you know, and so. We were off to a bad start. So, Bro, you were pronouncing people before pronoun was a thing? Like- <laughs> no, I was trying to
0: get them to say my name correctly. Anyway, so we, we, but yeah, so we, we I go and do the, the driving test, and I thought I had done pretty well. And, um, and this we, is the
4: first time, right? The first time. Okay.
0: Yeah, of many times. Failing. We haven't gotten to the yeah. second yet. <laughs> no. no <laughs> okay, we're it. not going to get to the second one. Is this shorter you see he's than mine or what? The first one's always the worst. <laughs> so I got, I got there. Um, and I, uh, so we, get, we finish, and the guy, I look over, hmm, sir, you know, and the guy's just shaking his head, oh, right? And I was like, um, it's, what, did something, and I'll always remember this, because it was such a strange thing to say. He goes, Gene, you could have hit a dog, right? Which was very strange, I'm like, he didn't a say a, a child or a person, <laughs> right. you, know, you could have hit a dog. And, uh, and I was like, actually, it's Gian, and you know, and you could have so um, I, I was like, did I, so it turns out when I was parallel parking, I, I checked the mirror, but I didn't look behind me mm-hmm. anyway. So I failed. You still now remember back, why oh, you failed? It, wow. I'm telling you, this experience was so scarred. So uh, Aurora, Canada. <laughs> so he, get, so back then, I don't know what's, what it's like now, but back then, if you fail, <laughs> they give you a piece of paper that's a particular color. Like it's like oh, a, so
4: everyone knows a orange failed.
0: color. Yeah. The other ones what are like, shame. what? so you go back and line <laughs> up. To And you have to line up to make another appointment, right. and there's the lineup of the kids who've got the white piece of paper that they've graduated or they and i 'm pointy boots, you know like what like Jean with my orange <laughs> color orange. thing which so it was clear that I failed right. yeah so that was as people snickering like looking at me and stuff, so I go out on the street this i i, I don't want everybody to, i'm not uh, i don't want it, like i 'm over this, but I go, I go out on the street, and, and I'm waiting for my mom to come mm-hmm. and pick me up, uh, having failed with the orange piece of paper in my hand, and my pointy boots, and my eyeliner. And these three bigger kids, who are like 18...
3: Oh. This part of it is sad, guys. Spot,
0: they spot me from across the street, and they're wearing like Zeppelin and shirts. And at the time, rockers and new wave punk kids were like, you know, yeah. against each other.
4: You've lost me here.
0: So, well, they came across the street and beat me up.
4: No, I met the, the band. The
0: yeah. Then Don't, I tell you. It's a long time ago. <laughs> I, we're playing a sold out show, so sold show to Aurora. It's a, so but 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 at the time it was so horrible. Like mm-hmm. they because I had just failed and Gene and you could have hit a dog and and All so I I'm on the ground, it's on Young Street in Aurora, I'm on the ground and they're kicking me, you know, and and, and so they walk away and uh and I'm like <laughs> just like be, oh. No, we're still with my orange piece of You're paper. You're still holding the, the it. The failure, yeah. Oh my. And my mom comes, and uh, my mom gets out of the car, and she like holds up the keys, huh? Eh? Like, oh. did you pass? You want to drive? And I was like, eh, you know, and showed her the orange slip, you know, and and so I get in the passenger seat, right? And we drive down Young Street, <laughs> and I've just been beaten up, right? Right. And so uh, I'm I'm kind of whimpering. Like, I'm in the, oh. I'm like looking out the window so my mom won't see, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, and my mom has never, before or after that, never yelled at me. The one time, <laughs> was driving me. down Young Street, she pulled over the car, like, it just, she got fed up, she pulled over the car and she said, enough, so <laughs> you failed your driver's license. And she had no idea that I'd been beaten up, you know? Wow. That's the end of the story. That's so sad. Aurora. Uh, but, thank you. So wow. so coming up here and seeing Mano Cher's nail salon or whatever, like, <laughs> it, you know, Bahar's uh, uh, discotheque or what, you yeah. know, it's like, what is going on? Aurora. That's
4: the, that's the weirdest thing is seeing all these um, Iranian stores or shops or whatever else in Aurora. I mean, it's one thing to see it in North York. I think everyone's more used to that. But to see it up here especially after that tragic story, <laughs> is, uh, is definitely interesting. Re-
0: now, Reza, how do you, th- seriously, no, I, but how it, do you feel about the change in community? Just you the sheer too, fact
3: yeah. that we are saying, well, if we see it in North York, it's like one thing, it was even, wasn't even in the conversation when you moved here, right. or even your, like when Shiva moved here, when, even early 2000s when Baba Kamini moved here. And you. Yes, Aren't you Baba mid- mid- and mid- I moved th- here together. Yeah no i'm joking i don't know Boba ghameni like, I personally but yeah early 2000s like things are progressively changing for better obviously it's better for the iranian diaspora and the iranian community not only in canada but anywhere around the world to grow and and find prosperity and assimilation in other cultures and and and, and, and fit in yes but on the other hand, you look at where are these amazing talents like Maziar Fallahi coming from? Iran. Where did I come from? Not that I'm an amazing talent. I'm like one of the <laughs> bottom of the. But the reasons that people migrate in a nutshell and are growing here collectively, I think, is rooted in something a little sadder. Uh, um, like yeah, meditating.
0: But, uh, most people uh, in the last 40 years have, have not left Iran wittingly. Yeah. On one level or another, there was a reason to leave that wasn't. Um, okay, let me do a little quick ID here. We're coming to you on rookmedia.com. It is there that you can link to all of our platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, CastBox. If you'd like to see some visuals with Rook, switch over to YouTube. And if you like your Rook descriptions and bulletins in English and in Persian, check us out on Telegram. You can support us by becoming a Rook member on our Patreon page which you can link to from our website, rookmedia.com, and press the support us button. In the coming days on Rook, Navon will join us. He's got a, um, the, the singer-songwriter, he's got a new record. We're having we're excited to have him in the studio. Hamid Rahmanian, the American multidisciplinary artist who has his new spectacular show, Song of the North. He'll be in the Rook studio, and we can announce that in March, joining us in the Rook studio for a special feature episode. Interview the producer, the songwriter, the musician, the founder of Black Cat's, Chapal Chaparre will be joining us. Um, and yes, the whiz kid, I mean, the guy who's, he's, you know, who has been more involved in Persian yeah, pop music for over the last five decades. And Chapeau will be in Toronto for the Bidmeshk Noruz Gala. This is an event uh, I attended last year. It's one of the finest Noruz events around. Saturday, March 16th, they're doing Bidmeshk noruz Gala this year at the Universal Event Space. And the live musical guests are Black Cats. So mm, that's, nice. that's exciting. And let me just tell you while I'm doing this about two great sponsors for tonight's event here. First of all, Montwell Group. Montwell Group, remember that name. Montwell Group. Montwell is a construction management firm implementing the latest design and construction technologies in AEC, which is Architecture, Engineering, Construction, and IPD, Integrated Project Delivery Environments, focusing on sustainability and future environmental requirements. Montwell Group does A to Z services, including architectural, engineering, mechanical designs, such that all the designs are integrated, and as such, clashes are eliminated, making their projects faster, more cost-effective, more efficient than other companies. The products are in a wide range from single-family to multi-units, m- mid-rise and high-rises. If you're looking for an all-encompassing construction management firm that focuses on sustainability and the environment as well, check out Montwell Group and York National Realty. Now, York National Realty is a boutique real estate company based in right here in Aurora, Ontario, Canada that really provides top tier service with its team. They're a full service realty firm that are there for everyone from first time home buyers to investors looking for new opportunities in the communities they serve. Farid and Marion is the the main man behind York National Realty. And Farid and his great team have also made it their mission uh, and this is important because we don't often see this, uh, as we've learned, in the Iranian community. Their mission to give back to the Iranian community in the diaspora supported a number of Persian community events and, and projects, sometimes thanklessly. Um, and Farid was one of the first, and York National Realty were one of the first, yeah. you remember, That's four right. years ago, right. one of our first sponsors at Rook. If you're looking for real estate, this boutique firm is where you should go. Thank you to Farid and Mariona and York National Realty. All right, so... We normally, in this part of the show, I want to maintain, even though we're doing this live in front of a theater, maintain some semblance of what we do, which is, at this part of the show, we talk about the uh, current events, ideas, issues, things that are happening uh, both in in the Iranian diaspora and inside Iran. And so I wanted to just do one of those uh, while we're here because this is a, I mean, it's certainly not the most pressing concern when it comes to Iran um, nor should it be, but it's an interesting one amidst, amidst the ongoing U.S.-Iran concerns. An American porn actor, yes. Whitney Wright, uh, which, by the way, I've I've never heard of this. I mean, Reza, you probably know her, but I I've, I, seen, I've never heard. I've seen her work. <laughs> I've not Reza even. probably I'm, I'm know not, her. I'm not familiar with it. Not really. I mean, I think I know, I've heard of some porn actors, but this one, I she's visit, she she visited Iran. And this has sparked a controversy. She's a staunch supporter of the Palestinian cause, and, mm-hmm. and, but she's facing so accusations of propagating <laughs> Iran government propaganda because what is this, it's crazy w- this woman me. doing in what Iran is she doing with then? the complicity she of the regime? Hey, let me just finish the question. Okay. But with the complicity of the regime and, and seemingly uh, you know, posting tourism videos. Right. So, um, Pekka, let me start with you and then we'll get to you, Reza. <laughs> What what um, what do you make of this? Well, I, I don't know quite what well, quite what to make of it.
4: Sure. Well, who would I be if I didn't have some stats for you, right? Please, so, yes. um Actually, she's not the first, Amer- or the first porn star to visit Iran. No. Surprise, surprise. It's a destination
0: um, for a lot of porn stars?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it seems so, actually. Okay. In 2016, there was a UK porn star by the name of Candy Charms who actually did numerous interviews after visiting Iran, and she mentioned, and she was actually quoted saying this, and she spent a lot of time talking about this, actually, saying that in the industry... It's not such a surprise for a lot of professionals to travel to Iran because Iran has some of the best surgery available mm. for some of these um, individuals. Mm-hmm. And so Candy Charms had traveled there in 2016 for a nose job, and um, she was very vocal about it. She, you know, mentioned that um, it was the capital, the nose job capital of the sure, world. Yeah. She yeah. mentioned, which many of us know. Yeah. Pest, um,
0: Peste and nose jobs.
4: Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, this this really isn't a surprise. I mean. All right. In the case of uh, Miss Wright, however, it's a little bit different because her trip um, really sparked some controversy because of the statements that she made and some of the photos that she posted. She posted photos in front of the what you or in front of what used to be the U.S. embassy, with um, very iconically the American flag kind of um, brought down to the floor, which is you know a sign of disrespect. And she went on to say, and she was quoted in fact saying that um, you know Iran's great, and if you just follow the laws. It's wonderful. And this at a time where Iranian women... The laws women are
0: have sex on camera. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. I, and mean, and it,
0: it, it, I mean, just to point out the obvious paradox. Right. Uh, um, we've just been through well, that's exactly an uprising based on say, yeah. the very idea that women don't have dominion over their own bodies in Iran, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of what they, they're told to wear, etc. And this person is seemingly not just with the the acquiescence, but not just with the quiescence, but the acquiescence of the Iranian regime in in the country, right?
4: Yes. Now, on Monday, um, the foreign minister spokesperson for Iran... I didn't even know that was a thing, that they had their own spokesperson. But he came out when he was questioned about it and he said, no, I had no idea that this individual was actually traveling to Iran. And in fact, the way that these visas are processed, we don't necessarily know who they are, which is sad in and of itself right. if you really don't know who's coming and going within right. your country. But I think the main thing is, and, and you know... On and,
0: and by the way... They know Absolutely, who everybody is. We, we know. know that's why half of us can't travel to Iran. Of course,
4: yeah, so. of course. Yeah. But I think the main controversy, aside from the fact that, well, she's a porn star and traveled to a country like Iran, and the last year and a half we've seen what we've seen, not to mention the last 45 years, is the fact that after returning She's actually um, singled out um, a lot of individuals in the diaspora, including Masih Ali Najan, saying that you know individuals like Masih are in the wrong, and so there's been a lot of um, information that
0: why that, all the bad publicity for for right? the Islamic exactly. Republic of Iran? Yeah,
4: exactly. And so a lot of Iranians, rightfully so, are very upset, and uh, there's been campaigns oh. online and so Reza, and I'm so curious,
0: on. Uh, um, what's your take on this? What do you uh,
3: I think you and a lot of other people are curious <laughs> because I know her work. No, I'm joking. I don't know these people at all. And I think what happens is that this uh, very fair lady, who's got a this actress, let's say, who's and that's probably the best celebrity they're gonna get for their promotion in Iran. So, uh, but this is this is what they do. They use what they can and women um, sexualize them for their purpose, so if they can move their agenda, they think, and we're talking about it, and they can create enough fake Mm. propaganda, well, propaganda propaganda that there is so-called freedom in Iran, it's good enough for them, as long as a couple of white people in Aurora, all respect to white people in Aurora, can buy it, because I don't think anybody is gonna, like, in this audience or around the world, any Iranian, uh, throughout the world, oh. and the diaspora is going to buy that. I'm so,
0: I'm so I'm just so curious about the mechanics of it. How does the how how, how does the regime find Whitney Wright and
3: you know and <laughs> get get, the, get her tickets Whitney to Wright. the cabaret? Like, yeah, I think the fact that they let it go and they let it allowed it to happen I is a happy accident for them. Right. Like he, she she went there for a nose job. I mean, well, we don't she, know
4: she went for a nose job. It's alleged well, a that a of lot of um, you know. A lot of individuals. No, I think she was tra- she
0: was traveling in the. I mean, I feel like I know far too much about this woman. She she's traveling. <laughs> she, she was on. She was traveling uh, as a tour. You know, went to like. She went, so she went some, s- some other crazy to places, guys, like she was in uh, Syria or who something.
3: Who was the the food person? Not no, food she didn't person, go there. That the was photoshopped. That that, was
4: that photoshopped. image was photoshopped. But yes, yeah, she did go to Syria and Egypt prior to going to Iran. So those were actually just vacations, if you will, right, for her.
0: Right, as one does. <laughs>
4: as one does. After
0: the shoot. That's yeah, right. Let's go to yeah.
4: But um, go to Syria. But what's most likely is that she's traveled to Iran for surgery and just doesn't want have to God mention that it. That's
3: lovely. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, um, thank you.
4: Thank you. As
0: ever. Uh, it's uh, Re- Captain Reza. Captain Reza. Thank what a you, pleasure sir. it is to have you on the show, on the live version of Sopega. You are always, uh, you're always... You're my... Dependable fountain of information for the rook roundup. Great to have you both here. Ladies and gentlemen, Smart Peg Captain Reza Shole. <laughs> This is Rook, episode 309, live at the Theatre Aurora in Aurora, Canada. Let's get to our first guest. She's a dear friend and an inspirational story. An Iranian Canadian actress, model, human rights campaigner who was born in Iran, grew up in Canada after a harrowing stint in Turkey. She's now a prolific performer in television and film based in Los Angeles. Her career began in her early years as a child performer, and with determination and focus, she paved her way into prominent roles in the acting industry of North America. Some of her significant credits today include the action thriller, American Assassin, a starring role in the feature film, Becoming Burlesque and a regular presence on the network series, Seal Team and The Cleaning Lady. In the past year, she's been seen in in the threat next door and burned by love. She's also been using her significant online presence to increase awareness about the ongoing uprising in Iran. She has attended demonstrations, spoken at rallies, worn her politics on her clothing at award shows. She co-hosted that high-profile event called A Call for Freedom that was held in Stockholm, Sweden last year. Right now, please welcome to the Rook live stage, Shivani <laughs> wow.
5: Hello. That was an amazing introduction. Wow! One which you are
0: worthy of. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank
5: you. I am. First of all, congratulations on your first live show. (laughs) Um,
0: Up the street from where you used to to live, as well. Right.
5: (laughs) Right. I mean, you're a a greater
0: Um, Toronto area girl.
5: Yeah. um, The furthest I had gone, though, is Richmond Hill. (laughs) Richmond Hill. Um, This is, I think, uh, which is quite north for people who don't know. But I think the most the furthest I went was like Major Mack or uh, Elgin Mills, which is pretty north. So it was way past that. So as I was driving, I think uh, my uh, radio sk- kind of started going staticky. You know, I was starting <laughs> it's to that lose far. signal that- and then it started going a little dark. You know, the lights were off and then <laughs> I was just waiting for, you know, like a ghost to appear in front of the road. <laughs> But no, I'm, we're here. No, Listen it's great. to the LA
0: girl <laughs> making fun of Canada. Come on. No. You know, no, I, I, love I it. we were saying it before, but I want to say it with you here. You really are an inspirational story for me because we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, like 20 years or like something like that, which is weird because your, your Wikipedia yeah. says you're 25. So I'm not sure how that how and it
5: changes you. every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but no, really, I remember. You wanted to, you know, you, you were determined that you were going to go into acting and it was something you were passionate about. And it's a tough go for anyone, even when they do have support, but you didn't have a lot of people around you. You had a lot of people who loved you, but not necessarily who were going, cheering you on, going, this is a great idea. Yeah. Go for pilot se- season year after year to L.A. And you just kept going and you kept, um, I saw you slowly integrate yourself into that you know the acting community and then into Hollywood and then to, to be working out every day and 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 going to acting lessons and doing all the things that are necessary. Um, and so I really think I mean you you're this you're somebody who it's such it's a cliche to say somebody who, you know they believed in their dream and they kept going and but you really are a, a great example of someone who could teach others the importance of believing in your your dream. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you, how you do that.
5: Yeah, I had to um, completely change my surroundings, but I was really lost. I mean, throughout all these years that you saw me, and I think the very first time you saw me, um, I was trying to figure out how to do it because I didn't have guidance, like you said. Um, and there was literally no one around me, from friends, family, no one around me that uh, knew anything about this field. And, uh, actually my Persian wasn't even that good because I left when I was seven years old and then we were in Turkey and then Canada. Um, and the very first TV thing that I ever did was that they, a friend came to me and said, we want to host this thing called TV Toronto. And it wasn't acting. I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to tell, I always wanted to tell meaningful stories, especially, uh, international stories, but also stuff from my background. But this was sort of hosting a, a TV show, and then they uh, casted me and another uh, girlfriend of mine, Shadi, as the hosts. We were just the wrong people to cast because we spoke no, we barely spoke Persian. And they wanted, they really were adamant about having every single word in Persian. So, <laughs> and they wanted us to interview people, and then I think that's when we met. Yeah.
0: It was a Noru's event or something. I had no idea what you I was You were running doing. around with a microphone and you were...
5: Exactly. Yeah. I was running around like a lost dog <laughs> uh, with a microphone and they're like, oh, interview this person, interview this person, interview this person. Make sure it's all in Farsi. No words. And I'm like, you got the wrong person for this. I, do, I can't do it. But uh, yeah, they tried to do this for, thing for Satellite TV Toronto and then uh, I think they did like one season in the summer and then I think uh, they had to, you know, say goodbye and I had to, but uh, that was not really acting. Right. Um, that was just my very. But first in
0: thing. in that time, and I know your, your. I think your wonderful mom is here tonight, yes. right? Who, uh, she's she's, and a lot of folks in the community know her and love her as well. I, I mean, I know it's it's not telling tales out of school to say that she wasn't always, she didn't always think this was a good idea. Even the, even your closest support system was kind of going, Shiva Jun, Like, so so tell tell me about that part. Like where, mm-hmm. tell me about the digging deep to go no, because I mean, this is a. Frankly, most Iranians, people in my family who are very successful now as engineers, et cetera, or, you know, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. architects had to kind of let go of other kind of, actually not, the architect was the dream he gave up to become a business person. Had to let go of their dreams because that was what the family kind of said, this is the thing to do, you know. Um, And so, especially for young Persians, it's an inspiration to go, no, stick it out. And maybe you can you can make it happen how yeah. do you how did you do that
5: uh, Especially when I started out there were no other Persians at least in Toronto there were no other Persians that uh, were doing this um, I the pressure was that I wanted to study fine arts uh, it's the same program that Rachel McAdams actually studied at York University uh, that's what I wanted to do but wasn't familiar with my family so even though i feel like they were trying so hard and my mom was trying so hard to be supportive but she didn't know how to be supportive so it was sort of like oh you can you know just get your degree you can do that on the side you know that could be a side hobby and i'm like no that's actually going to be a main thing so i was able to i changed to psychology because I was like, that's a more broad uh, subject that I can, you know, apply to many things. But it was always, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was this fuel. Like, I, it was always in my the back of my mind that I have to do this. And um, I had to work uh, full time while I was in school full time. So I went to all these workshops, all these acting uh, workshops. I saved up my money and I went to New York Film Academy for acting, which was one of the degrees after I graduated uh, from York uh, with psychology. Um, And then I I even did a backup plan just because I had no idea, I had no safety net, especially when it comes to this industry. Um, And they weren't taking in any ethnics at the time. I feel like we've come a long way now, but back then, there were no Middle Eastern stories being told. Once in a blue moon, maybe if they wanted to do Middle Eastern. You
0: are only talk about 15 years ago or something, right? Or 20 years ago. It's not not that long.
5: No, uh, I want to say 2010, 11 is when I sort of started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If there was one Middle Eastern story being told, if I was going in the audition room, it was me and then the rest of the girls would be uh, mostly Indian. There were no, there were barely any Persians. Right now, that's, Changed. There are a lot more in the industry now, but I mean, we still So got that's, a that's
0: ironic because more Middle Eastern stories or Persian stories are probably being told, but now you have more competition, right?
5: I do. Yes. <laughs> which, <laughs> I do is thing, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing.
0: It's yeah. not. It's not to say bad, is it?
5: Uh, no, no. It's well. well I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you. It's it's funny because what I so I never wanted to limit myself to telling stories just from my background. And to me, um, even though I was getting, especially at the beginning, all these casting directors were bringing me in for the terrorist's wife, the you know the Middle Eastern this. I love that, that. Yeah. the men the men
0: have to play the terrorist, the type, the woman plays the terrorist's wife. It doesn't <laughs> get any better, no, yeah. Not yeah. The,
5: <laughs> exactly, the the Middle Eastern this. This, and I was like, you know, I want to keep pushing the threshold so much where I can. Played the girl next door, and I this last film I just shot uh, called I did a Lifetime movie mm-hmm. called Burned by Love, which I just shot yes uh, last yesterday, last year, and it came out uh, uh, last year, and it was a Lifetime movie, and to me that might not be a big deal to maybe an American or a white Canadian playing because I was like oh it's just a Lifetime movie, but I, I always wanted to turn on Lifetime and be able to see a Persian. Girl playing the lead actress like mm. you don't see so I feel like you know we're moving towards that direction especially in Canada the diversity is really pushing through uh, we still got a long way to go but uh, to me that was like a dream come true where it's like I'm not just playing Middle Eastern roles I can j- also play the city girl girl right. next door you know there's a
0: new uh, you know the reality series Survivor yeah, Survivor yeah. Right? there's a new edition of Survivor coming up with a Persian girl in it yeah. So wow, I'm not, I'm gonna, We're going to be like team whoever this person is, yeah. And that's hard to do.
2: Yeah, that's great. And I
0: think she's, I think she might even be Canadian. I think she's a Persian Canadian, but um, um, I was going to say, I was going to ask you about how you feel about, well, I guess you've been talking about how things have changed and even what your mom has seen in terms of this theme we were talking about, about, um, you know, if Rook is, if one of our underlying sort of conversations has, has been what is our identity if we are people of Iranian background who are no longer in Iran, and no longer even the idea of what Iran is sometimes varies from person to person, who are we, you know? How have you seen that change in your time when you were running around with the microphone to to, to now?
5: Um, actually, things have changed a lot more for me since the Woman Life Freedom Movement, to be honest, um, because I wasn't uh my Persian has also significantly improved since then. Um I wasn't as involved in the Persian community, well, when you met me.
0: But see that that's funny that you say that your Persian wasn't good because you most of your friends were Persian. You were a, like you were a, a super Persian all girl. All
5: like born or raised here. Oh, ah, I see. Yeah. Um but yes, there were f- my Richmond Hill friends were a lot of them Persian. They were all raised in Toronto. Right. Um and uh uh, they're the ones actually who, I mean, I loved the early, but I had nothing in common with right. because um, they couldn't understand what I was trying to do. And when I actually hit a glass ceiling in, in Toronto is when I was like, I need to get out of this. Actually, that's a, your, the answer to your previous question. I had to sort of get out of this bubble that I was in, in order to be able to keep growing and evolving in our in our industry. Um, but. Uh,
0: You said the uprising has made a a big difference for you. When you were last on the show, you talked about the importance of unity and empathy. You were actually very powerful. It was one of those moments where the Women Life Freedom Uprising that had been so inspirational felt like it was falling apart or or dividing, and and you were kind of passionately saying, why is everyone yelling at each other? What about unity? Um, Where are you at with that? Have you seen progress in in our community of late in in terms of that?
5: I don't know what happened to me. Uh, something shifted and I couldn't control it, to be honest. Um, it's like I felt like I was, you know, everyone is busy doing their thing, kind of like when COVID happened and everyone sort of t- t- took a step back and like, whoa, wait a minute, you know? And then when this woman life freedom happened, it was this like a uh, fire of emotion just bursted out of me where, it, and I, I felt so attached and connected to uh, uh, it's like I could feel the mm. young people in Iran protesting and, and it, it, it was really hitting me really hard. I guess it was really close to home and I didn't realize until this whole thing with Master Jinnah happened, how much I actually have in me, you know, yeah. the culture, the yeah. being Iranian, being from there and being born there. And, um, and how I easily, I always say this, could have been one of those uh, girls in, in the streets. So I felt, you know, uh, so pe- a lot of people were asking me why all of a sudden, I mean, a lot of us sort of turned overnight activists. I wasn't trying to, and I'm definitely not an activist, but I couldn't help it, you know. And everyone's like, why are you being so uh, vocal about this? I'm like, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm one of them. I could have been one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm an Iranian girl who was also born there, and I could have easily been, you know. So, of course, uh, I will always be vocal about it and I will always use my voice as much as I can. On
0: It was a good way of eluding the question about whether we could achieve unity. You, ah. it's, a, it's an impossible one to answer, probably, but mm-hmm. I mean um, I, I go through moments of, and, of either believing this is going to happen or, or the Iranian community is forever consigned to not not being... able. I'm to optimistic. You are.
5: I'm always, yes. I, yeah.
0: I, can I ask a... a I, you can say no. I, can I ask a, a question about your famous boyfriend?
5: My famous boyfriend? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, t- because
0: I know he's, because there was some threats and stuff recently. Yes. So there's a news angle, angle to it that, that I think is important to talk about to a certain extent because this is what people face when they are just doing their job. Um, so, I mean, if, if, whatever you want to say in terms of, but I felt really, really upset about that. It's yeah. not a surprise, of course. But yeah. um, uh, Shiva's partner is working at Iran International, and you tell us what, what your, from your perspective, what that's been like.
5: So when this obviously, I'm very much involved and know about everything uh, because of him. But when this first happened, uh, when the Iran International, when they had to leave the London branch, uh, I actually made a video about it on my page, and I. Uh, that was around the same time. It was like the peak of this whole woman life freedom movement. And mm-hmm. um, of course, I I had a feeling that if they are targeting this network, there is uh, very few uh, journalists who are really getting a lot of views. And I knew, of course, my partner is one of them. But I never really had imagined how uh, specific targeting there is, you know, um, until just recently. When this news came out, and they also interviewed him as well, and um, it's, I, a, it's not
0: a secret. I mean, it's, it was in the news. It's Faradad. Uh, Faradad yeah, Faradad yeah. Farad,
5: Yes, and and they. So I saw all the uh, the plan, everything, the interviews, the the conversation that went on. So I heard it all. Of course, he showed it to me, and uh, I'm still uh, I'm still scared. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's. When you sort of think, oh there might be a risk, there might be danger there might be you know but when you actually see the evidence yeah. that they were literally you know so that and that's very close to home for me it's like, wow there yeah. was literally does it targeting. change things
0: do you have to like not go out or something or I mean be is it has it changed your life together um,
5: you have to be more cautious yeah you don't want to uh, yes, I've had to think twice about you know posting things online um, even before this happened, uh, just from, for myself, like for even my industry, my manager would always say, you know, don't tag a location if you're, if you're there right at that moment. Mm. And now I definitely don't, mm. uh, you know, I, 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 I don't want to post something that I'm already. So I, I definitely I watch out all the time and every now I kind of have to watch my back and it's very uncomfortable to right. be honest. Right. But, um, that's the price you pay for being vocal about it. Um, I mean, I'm sure if I'm being scared, I can only imagine, you know, someone like Masih Ali Najjar or yeah. the full-time activist g- yeah. go through. So,
0: Thank you for speaking out. Thank you for being so regularly someone who is so honest and open about who she is. It's, I, I, I really, I don't say it in a trite way, I find you such an inspiration and it's been such sure. a pleasure I know you came from L.A. It's, it's so great to have you part of Rook Live. Thank you. Thank Shiva you Nigar, so everybody. Thank nice. you. This is Rook, episode 309, live at the Theatre Aurora in Aurora, Ontario, Canada. I'm so excited about our next guest and honored to have him here. For enthusiasts of pop, Persian pop music, the voice of today's guest is a familiar and cherished one. He stands as one of the most prolific, well-known, respected musicians, both inside and outside of Iran. He's a singer, he's a songwriter, he's a composer, guitarist, piano player and he's primarily recognized for his soulful love songs. He was born and raised in Tehran, and his public recognition soared when he sang and composed the film score for the 2006 movie Majnun Leili. Subsequently, he contributed to various TV series and movies, including notable works like Wishbone and "Al Yachi*. About three years ago, he left Iran and made Ukraine his home, only to be displaced due to the unfortunate circumstances of war there. He relocated to Germany, and if we're lucky, He will hopefully be considering Canada as his new home. Please give a big Rook live welcome to Mazior (laughs) Falahi. What a pleasure it is to have you here. Merci. Thank
6: Thank you. So first of all, I'm going to say hello to everyone. I'm very new here, about two months. So I must speak for everything. I must apologize because of my English. I learned all my English in school, many years ago
0: in high school, so. Uh, I think your English is better than Reza's, so. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so uh, I think it's better to have in Farsi, sometimes, sometimes in English.
0: However, you can switch back and uh, forth, but um, I mean, does any, I think his English is pretty good, don't you think? <laughs> uh, sounds, yeah, sounds okay, good. Okay. So, I mean, this is just one of these things where there, I mean, people especially who are eloquent in one language, like you are in Persian, um, feel shy about speaking English. But I'm so glad when you do speak English, because there's a whole audience out there who gets to know you as well that may not know you in in, okay, you. in English. So, um, you You just said you've been here for two months. So is it true that you may be, I mean, can you announce this, that you may be, moving or relocating yeah, sure, to Canada?
6: This is the final destination, I think. Oh, all right! Uh, really, because of uh, the people here that are living here, Iranian people especially, uh, they're very nice. They're very... Who have you been meeting? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where have it's you been? Great
6: how it's great. you and my friends, <laughs> everyone is like, really they're lovely.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Like, so, I mean, you've been to a lot of places around the world. And and you, you feel like this this community this Iranian community here yes, is yes yes I
6: love them, I love them. You know, wow. yeah, yeah I, I think I mean Iran in Tehran
0: everything is okay here, have <laughs> <laughs> the
6: super churak, have the jigaraki, hayat everything is okay so. I really, I think. I mean, in, in, in I, mean you, I I
0: imagine you get recognized here all the time, right? You have a very distinct look, so people yeah. see you at Super Khorak, they know who you are, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. More than in Ukraine or something. <laughs> uh, like.
6: Yes, in Ukraine, there's a, only I think uh, about near 5,000 Iranian people that are living in Ukraine. So, so I started to learning uh, Ukrainian language. It's very hard. So I started with strasvitte, and the, the, the accent is like this very. And uh, so I started to go, for, uh, 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 for, uh, for example, buying a camel cigarette, not for, my, for myself, but for my wife. Uh-huh. And so I said, <laughs> Yakachu etta, Sini camel, Mozna пожалуйста." after that, everything. And they was... thought you wanted
0: to buy a camel.
6: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> Ukrainian uh, camel. Sini camel is uh, it's a blue camel.
2: Uh-huh.
6: Uh, sini is blue in Russian, <laughs> right. So after that, I moved to Germany and said, hello. And again, everything has changed to the, for the guten Appetit. Uh, and so, how do you order? Of, how do
0: you order the Camel cigarettes in Germany?
6: In English only. Right. English, it's a series yes. of places <laughs> that you
0: go to looking for Camel cigarettes for your wife.
6: No. I, oh. So, uh, no. so oh. I, I, I was speaking English there. But,
0: but the, the irony or the paradox is that when you come here. You kind of don't need to speak English because yes, you're surrounded. Everything
6: is Farsi. You're just okay. hanging
0: out on Young Street yes. talking to Persians. I found one of my
6: friends here uh, and I called him. Uh, he told me, Sutuna Chituri, Gopdam Chigarito. Damn it, to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was okay. So everybody speaks Farsi, we don't need to speak English.
0: Now, there are some people, in all seriousness, who come here who are famous like yourself and actually. Maybe they don't like it as much because they are always being recognized. They don't have anonymity, but sounds like you—you you like it. You don't.
6: Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I was in the United States. I really, here is better
0: than that. It. It's better than the United States. Yes, I for see. me, for me. Uh, the, the people who are listening in the U.S. right now will love hearing that. That's uh, <laughs> And, and tell—tell me why you prefer this to the U.S. Why uh, do you like it compared to America? Uh,
6: I think here. Uh, I met there. Good night. No, they're na YouTubers. They're quite good at night. And being a music music falls short, I have to추 jedenük people. You've been rich in America
2: you uh, charmer you charmer I was, in, charmer.
6: I was with uh, uh, dear Bijan Bijan Mortazavi we, uh, we had four concerts there and uh, um, in the first or second concert I, uh, I was working in VIP and uh, people were dying because they are yes. so old <laughs> yes
2: an old one like this and so ooh, ooh. I
1: said okay okay you can see you can see that. Sit down. Okay, okay.
6: I, I was singing ever.
0: But that's nice. The older folks like yes, you as well. Yeah, it was you don't nice. want to sit I was afraid they're going to die. <laughs> so, so, oh. It's an hour. <laughs> I want to go see Maziar. Um, well, this is a, a. Wow, I mean, this is a new twist on your nice guy image. Uh, you're like the Leo DiCaprio. Everybody has to be younger than 40. To come. Um, I, I wanted to say, you know, it was interesting. I hope you don't mind me saying this because I kind of want you to explain it. Um, we hung out. We got a chance to see each other last week and we were talking about you coming on and, and what, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? And we have an idea that we're going to do in a moment. But one of the things you said, Mazzia, and I and I think it's important to talk about it, you said, you know, let's not talk about depressing stuff. Don't don't ask me questions that'll make me cry and get Yeah. And, and and you famously, you know, you, you famously but you, you, you are you can be emotional and you feel things very powerfully. So and get the, yeah. I mean the last interview we did, you 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 know, you yeah. you cried a few times. And and you said, you know, we're in front of an audience, I wanna talk about positive things, I wanna be positive. But it sounded like that's a bit of a life philosophy too for you. You feel like as Iranians, almost as a survival, we need to not always be talking about Rangine things. Can you reflect on that? Uh,
6: you know, uh, in, in these days, I think uh, there is a very big depression on the people in Iran and out of Iran. All communities I think, uh, uh, we are very sad, but we need to be happy, strong. More so, um, yesterday with uh, Reza Asadi, my friend here, I don't know, where is Reza Asadi? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, uh, we were recording. Uh, new video here in uh, uh, toronto and it's very very happy music mm. and with uh, it's very positive because i like to uh, um, let me take you first uh man bebinan به خاطر اینکه من از درون آدم شادی هستم ممکنه موزیکم هم اینجوری باشه ولی شعر اینجوری باشه یا تایی اینجوری باشه ولی منم هم دوست دارم بذارم بخندم like بذارم شما که دوست داریم. Yeah, uh, one more Before that, uh, in backstage, I told you this is. Uh, you told us about uh, the clothes. Yeah, you look amazing.
0: I, everyone, I, um, yeah. and you said you are uh,
6: It's very nice style. I didn't say it's <laughs> bad or good, good or bad. It's very good. in um, Iran we say shalvar <laughs> and uh, when it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's very nice means. style. But I don't know what that <laughs> By chance and fortunately, I have a, a, a very a nice friend. He's here. He's a great stylist, handsome, mm. and he's He
0: um, You can sell me some pants that don't have holes? <laughs> uh, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, he's uh, my stylist here, oh. all the clothes here. Wow. His name is uh, Mo Archman from Rumi Brand. He's, uh, he's very handsome. You, uh, oh. Can we have a little more light? You just stand you.
0: Okay, Yes. Yes. Right. Rumi Brand. Yeah, and he's young because you don't want to be around the older folks. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a good young... Uh, so all because it's from Rumi Brand? Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's so, wonderful. Elmo, thank you. Uh, but it does, you know, on the wanting to be happy and, and the happy song, the video you're doing and everything. I mean, you, you alluded it to, to it yourself. You are known for these beautiful, emotive, sad songs. Even, uh, even telling people, he's coming, oh, the guy who writes those beautiful sad songs. So, so, I mean, you're going to want to be happy, but in your shows, you're going to have to still do yes, the... I
6: will do it in the show. At the end of the show... Ah. Don't worry about it. I will do it. All right, before uh, we get because there... Because, in Corona,
0: uh... <laughs> You doing it in Chia? You know what I have this? Uh, yes, I know. I'm going to... We, we have this, with this bet, with this idea. And Maziar said, um, I'm, he likes doing improv, he likes writing songs on the spot. Do we have a guitar? Yeah. Can we bring that guitar up? Um, he likes writing songs on the spot. I said, well, how about when we do this live in Aurora? I'm going to give you, we're not going to talk about this beforehand. I'm going to give you some ideas and maybe even ask the crowd for an idea or two. And then you're going to write a, a song on the spot. And you agreed? Yeah, sure. OK.
6: So
0: um, I'm going to give you a song idea. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, and, and, and then I'm going to ask the audience for. you <laughs> me For those listening at home, can you explain, Maziar, what you were just, you were just saying? <laughs> no
6: and <laughs> am in a he <laughs> mizar pa'in there is a video someone is uh, uh tapping on food in iran and uh the microphone got into here unam he mizar am to do because <laughs> then <laughs> nothing ok kho kho kho
0: all right um what can we uh i was going to say i was going to say uh um how about we do based on our conversation <laughs> um, you like you 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 don't like the i I want you to write a song about hoping that people won't die at your show in the show okay and and before we before so that's the idea number 1 okay. is hoping people won't die at your show and i'm going to ask the audience to just um, scream out, let's say, uh, where's the location of the show? No, no, not this one. You're so compliant. Thank you so much. No, as an improvisational idea, pick a place, maybe a place in America. LA. LA. Okay, uh, maybe not LA, somewhere else. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, I have a show in Las Vegas, and the crowd uh, is very old. Uh, Las Vegas. Any, <laughs> and. and, and, and <laughs> And, and, when, and when is the show? No, Ruiz. no Ruiz, a No Ruiz show in Las okay. Vegas. Okay, No Roos. And, uh, and what's the weather like? Something more interesting than warm. Thank you for the creative ideas. Windy. it's windy. It's a windy. Windy body. It's a windy show. I'm going to I like body. Body, Las Vegas. Body. Uh, no Rouge, No And Las Vegas. hoping people don't die <laughs> in the front Mas row.
6: Camera, you're going to uh, something happen. Oh, ship on it. No, lovely, this is better. Like rain and uh, trees and.
0: Body, Las
6: body. Vegas. <laughs> uh, and. Um, Kubide.
0: And Kubide? It's going to be funny. Okay, add Kubide. <laughs> Could could be be, yeah, But it has to be related to people not dying. I like How, I be there.
6: how we can translate uh, not dying in a concert in Farsi. Elohi Namiri.
0: you get it too. Okay, You're beautiful writing.
6: You can, you, can, <laughs> you can add some new words khabar va Namir la'nati Namir la'nati Namir Vegas is important that is okay. Vegas I think you got enough there. Okay. I love these red lights here and your
0: sexy
6: decoration. I think you love red lights. Yeah? I do. Yes. Me too.
0: You're feeling up. This uh, is the
6: first time I, I'm feeling that I'm in Kharaj. Oh! Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> 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 He's writing uh, things that I can't read. But mad.
6: Can you change kubide to kubid? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I kind of <laughs> every, time, isk- every time, time you ask me something, like that, I'm qubide. gonna say no.
6: So don't ask me. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, kame to kubide. It's another kubide. not this kubide.
0: Thank you for explaining that. Does this have to do with you being aroused by the red lights? <laughs> Your father. he's continuing to prepare he's actually writing it out I thought um, and uh, we have windy Noruz, Vegas <laughs> not dying people are starting to die at this show <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. hey, you can go We're witnessing Maziar Fadahi composition. There's so many folks uh, in Iranian music who uh, are in- amazing singers, or performers, or interpreters. Um, they don't always write. Maziar, of course, writes his stuff, and we're seeing it in, 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 in the moment here, which is remarkable. <laughs> We'll be serving breakfast in a few know. <laughs> <laughs> the flight only has Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Take it away, Maziar Palae. Mm.
6: alasvega <San> sa asi
1: gham-e eshgh-e to to galbam kubide negah-et man o ta kojaha keshide miram Las Vegos ghamet sar konam یه بادی بیار چشامو بازم تر کنم الهی نمیری الهی نمیری تا نوروز امسال تا عید جهان میخونم، میخونم کنار جیان تا نوروز امسال میرم لاس به گاز الهی نمیری الهی نمیری یه بالی بیا چشمم رو تر کنم برم لاس به با غمت سر کنم الهی نمیری جیان تان روز امسال تا حید جهان میخونم میخونم کنار جیان Elohi bemuni baromun. Elohi nahiri.
0: you've been listening to part one of rook live at theater aurora we recorded this last night february 7th 2024 in aurora ontario canada uh, stay tuned for part two we're going to post soon uh, this is full time for this edition of rook 309 Thank you so much to the amazing team who put this show together. Super Parisa, uh, Smart Pega, Savvy Rohan, Bearded Omid, Talented Anahita, Methodical Cob. thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Do subscribe if you haven't done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. Thanks to the folks in Aurora at Theater Aurora and all the people who came out to our Rook live show. We'll give you part two coming up in just a little bit. Stick around for that. In the meantime, Mizu no